Episode 10 of Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Sloppy, and on today's episode, I chat with my friend, Mikey Orellano. We talk Limp Bizkit fandom, flawed heroes and relatable villains, as well as esoteric airport walkways and the lessons they have to teach. He also reveals his clairvoyant, albeit impractical, dream powers powers which predict mundane moments to come, and powers which seem to have rubbed off on me. A week after recording this, I myself had a predictive dream. As I slept, I saw that my car had a flat tire. And lo and behold, there I was, the very next day, staring down at a flat. Thanks for nothing, dream world, and thanks, Mikey, for this very fun conversation. I am sitting here with my friend, an artist, a dad, and a nerd, Mikey Orellano. What's up? What's up? How are you doing? Are you sweating as much as I am? A little bit. bit I'm, my my quiet recording space is also not air conditioned, so. Okay, well, we're, do, we're in it together. Well, we'll just jump in here. Uh, pop culture. I love it. Uh... Do you love it? And if so, what role has it played in your life? Um, I mean, I guess who isn't affected by it? That's true. Um, but love it? Yeah, I guess so. You know, um, there's a lot of things in my life or markers in my life that are definitely pop culture. Um, like, you know, nail on the head. I mean, I, embarrassingly to say, <laughs> once I went to go wait in line uh, to check out trl what um, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, don't be embarrassed so you were probably like a preteen oh wait no the, the other shoe hasn't dropped the, the embarrassing <gasps> part is i was there to, to try to see the biscuit at the time so. oh, i'm actually i'm i'm proud of you like <laughs> i <laughs> i'll allow it did you see him no, no, no. They ended up not showing up that day. They were supposed to show up, and they like oh. uh, took took a classic rapper route. And, uh, yeah, back when they could afford to do that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they show up whenever they're not even called. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't kept up with them. The only person I cared about uh, eventually was uh, West Borland. Absolutely, then, big dumb the, face. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Yeah, big for the listeners that don't know, Big Dumb Face is West Borland's side project that's actually worth listening to. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's like a, I don't know. If I don't you're to describe it. new metal inclined. Yeah, it's still all. in the it's still in the realm of like MSI or something like that. My self indulgence. So, yeah, oh, like, that new metal era stupidity. I mean, yeah. like, that, <laughs> I can't shake it. Like, can't act like it didn't shape my at least proclivity towards edge lord. <laughs> but like with the self-awareness it was it was it was a gateway jump for me because i didn't have a lot of people around me speaking yeah. of pop, pop culture um 
you know, a lot of people around me in my neighborhoods listening to alternative music of any sort. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, people that knock, uh, just people that knock new metal, they forget that, like, sometimes it's the only way. Like, I wouldn't like metal if I hadn't been into new metal. I mean, the other Facts. alternatives alternatives at the time are, like, you know, Kid Rock and Nickelback and mm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, and there's yeah. people out there who, are like, you know, <laughs> I've had uh, friends talk about people asking questions of, like, hey, like, why do people hate Nickelback? I mean, it's like... It, well, if you're asking you know, a question, like, you yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. take the answer. I mean, for clarification, it'd be like me being a, you know, Hispanic and being a person of color and growing up in, like, mm. uh, a mixed culture neighborhoods of, like, Trinidadians, Italians, Word. Uh, Puerto Ricans, uh, uh, black people, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, yeah, I- immigrant Africans, like, um, like, yeah, like, in all, you know, just all the music that we're kind of overlapping with, you know, it ends up like our, our um, growing up in New York, it ends up being just hip hop, you know, especially New York being like a whole like birthplace of that stuff. So like, you know, it's, that's that immediate like pop gravitation. So, um, you know, that's what you're like indoctrinated to listen to. That was the popular music you're supposed to listen to. So let's try to like, get into anything else. Yeah. Like, gateway, like, gateway music was new metal, you know, like for oh, a lot. Like, yeah. Cause it at least had that hip hop. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's that, yeah, it's that half step, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be listening to Frank Zappa now if I didn't listen to uh, Fred Durst then. You know, yeah. So. So, so you grew up in New York, and New York City? Yeah, yeah, uh, South, South Ozone, Queens, so like like outside of Manhattan, but still like still the city. Oh, all right, all right, I didn't know that. Uh, well, yeah, in uh, in New York, what uh, what other pop culture besides Limp, the Limp Biscuit, <laughs> were you uh, jamming on? God. Uh, like what TV, movies, video games, comics? Uh, oh man, yeah, video games are definitely huge growing up for sure. Um, you know, I, I fu- funny that I mod Game Boys now or like. You know, yes, update, you do. Update. We were just talking about that. Yeah, but I didn't have a Game Boy back then. I had a Game Boy Color, I think, in middle school. Played a lot of Pokemon. That was, that was yeah, with yeah. uh, blue, red, yellow. I, I jumped to the next generation. I was I got a, I had a silver. Oh you know, wait, I yeah, never, you were on Color. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I never got a Game Boy till Color. So then I got silver at the time. Yeah. Did you beat it? I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I never got to like the hundred and fifty one uh, Pokemon yeah. diploma. I don't know. Those but, completists well, out there, like you didn't beat it. Yeah, not at that time. I, I completed. Wario, Wario Land three. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I free. think that's a little, yeah, more. It's at least uh, sounds cooler. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little more obscure. Nobody like people. People like Mario. Don't people don't know about Wario unless you played like Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, that. Wario's kind of my my guy, especially uh, Mario Kart. He's got the best best lines. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> He's just super mean. Uh, He's the he's the Deadpool of the Mario universe. So like he like totally he, he can do things like his in his game he can't die, <laughs> like he never dies. Yeah, for real. Uh, well, yeah. Speaking of characters like that, were there any characters that you found yourself like gravitating towards? You know, you can still you know kind of school us on some of the things you were consuming. I mean, I guess like like anything else, you know, there's so many. Like, I don't know, the characters I'm into now are somewhat the characters I was into then, but, like, I feel like a lot of people are have gravitated toward, towards characters that are flawed, you know? So Totally, like, um, nowadays. My pre- yeah, my preference is definitely the, like, flawed hero. I definitely don't lean towards, like, 
villain with like a soft side. I mean, oh a, yeah. I feel for that person. I understand that that person is troubled and has conviction, and that's cool. And I think that's what makes a dynamic character something you can relate to. Yeah. Um, any any come to mind? Um, I guess on the on the on the villain side, since I was just talking about villains, I would probably start with like that. That was a pretty obvious one. Like, I was thinking that ma- too. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Massive pop culture sort of thing there. You know, um, even lesser character in that whole franchise, Loki. But you know. Yeah. Um, Totally. Thanos, you, Thanos, you sympathize with because he, in his own strange mind, takes on children, you know, or daughters or whatever, and he does feel for them, even though he's an abuser. Yes, um, <laughs> he um, thinks he's doing the right thing. He's not your standard villain that's just like I'm, just actually evil. I like well, it, evil it, it, shit. It, it, and yeah, in his own mind, he's a hero, mm-hmm. and he thinks and he thinks he's doing good. Obviously, his flaws are gl- glaring, being in a, uh, a purple evil um, alien, <laughs> alien spaceman. Yeah. You know? But oh. um, a little extreme. Um, you know, as I was going to say, Loki, uh, to, to, to a lesser extent, is like another character. It's like, cool, like, oh man, he's good. He's bad. Is he bad? Is, is he good? Like, that's, and that's, I think that's the characters people gravitate towards, you know. Um, and I kind of always did. I mean, definitely growing up, Saturday morning cartoons, you know, every video yeah. game you played. Was the Captain America archetype? You know, archetype. You know, everybody's trying to do the best they can to um, be the best they can and understand other people. I mean, that like our yeah, generation. Yeah, no glimpse our, into their like, uh, you know, darker side. I feel like our generation in the '90s got like fed so much of that. But I mean, I guess every generation had stuff like that, like Schoolhouse Rock. But I mean, I feel like I feel like every single one of our characters and heroes are some type of, you know, hero that was either trying to do really good or and then that slowly faded into characters like Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's making me think like a lot of those kind of like flawed heroes or the the villains that you can sympathize with. It definitely has mythological connotations just in like those sort of it's not cut and dry characters. Like I feel like a lot of Greek mythology or Oh yeah. You know, especially that realm. And even, you know, you're talking Loki, so like Norse yeah, com- stuff. It's Yeah, comedies. Yeah, you get this weird kind of, uh, yeah, like juxtaposition of, like, oh, he's a good guy, but then he does one fucked up thing that is the most fucked up thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, yeah, what all this pop culture growing up, uh, or even now, do you think it has influenced how you look at the world? Um... Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, pop culture, whether you want to or not, is going to play a role in that regardless. You're either going to embrace it or reject it, and that's going to shape your opinion either way. You know, you're going to look for the antithesis of of what's out there. Totally. Either way, you're still giving it power. It's like somebody was Catholic and then they convert to, they become an atheist, but they're an atheist almost the same way. They were a Catholic, like yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely has had 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 an effect on how I I view the world. I think like, my sense of I mean, I think everybody has their own sense of justice, but my own sense of like um, what I think being a righteous person is, or yeah, being a, good per- being a good person is definitely came out of those pop culture influences all the way now, and still have their still have their influences. My my buddy got me on a bunch of Batman a couple of years ago, and I. 
I comics? Kinda, I, yeah, sorry, Batman comics. Um, yeah, I mean, people forget that, that that's what Batman came from. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gave me some like later Batman stuff, Batman Cataclysm and No Man's Ooh, Land. That's where um, I started with the Cataclysm, the big earthquake, and then like. Yeah, no man's land. Uh, yeah, good, just good, wasteland gang. Yeah, good gang setup for a story. Gang. Like you know, Batman versus an earthquake. It's like okay, pfft, all right. Like <laughs> what yeah. can't what, what what can't Batman fight? You can't fight earthquakes. Done. How does earthquake affect the landscape and story? And yeah, the, poor... even the, the pol- go ahead. Oh, so I was gonna say the political end. That's all. Like I like I didn't expect that was in the, the left left field things in that right at the beginning there that I didn't expect. They were like, oh well. Bruce Wayne is the richest person in the city, and of course he's going to go to uh, have to go to Congress and fly away to take care of things to try to raise money for a city, and he can't be Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time. <laughs> yeah, isn't there a scene too where uh, Superman shows up and tries to like he's like I'm going to just save everything and like do my Superman shit and oh, then, he ruins like, they turn it. No, he ruins on it. him like yeah he he he, he um. It's like a power plant starter or something like that. Yes. And that's in that series. And then, like, yeah, and, and it just descends into the chaos because Superman doesn't understand, like, social stuff. Like, he doesn't understand, like, the darker side of things and how, how messed up people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's almost like those, like, shitty, like, white savior, uh, like, school movies from the 90s and stuff. Like, uh, what am I thinking of? With, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, fucking like uh, Hillary Swank's in the one, and but you know, those, gonna, they just I was show gonna say dangerous, dangerous, dangerous minds. minds. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, just like Superman showing up, being like, "Hey, uh, you know, nice stuff. Like this will work." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then they're just yeah, like, yeah. "You, you don't understand at all." Like if you just try, everything will be totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, we're talking all this kind of highfalutin stuff with pop culture, but what would you say is sort of the purpose of fiction at large? Um, I guess, like, fiction at large, is it, is it any different than those, like, Greek mythologies we were talking about? Yeah. I mean, like, sure, those things held, like, some religious context and, import- and importance, but, I mean, they're really stories and ideas and perspectives, and, I mean, like, they're just... We're just telling it in a uh, in a format that like we sell now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because people sold sold their shit then too. Like, right, you were a bard, or like you know, you wrote poems or whatever, you know. But like, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's yeah. I mean, obviously, cap- but, ca- capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 thing. Uh, yeah, it is funny. Yeah, sequential art. It kind of started with like mythological, you know, sequential art being uh comics you know as i've heard it there's like a real specific way people have broken it down but yeah those old like you know cave paintings or whatever it's it's interesting that they did start uh you know for mythologies but comic and comic books seem to be the medium that has carried on that sort of mythos no absolutely for sure i mean it your your sci-fi budgets are unlimited on paper, so yeah, um, that's what I love thinking about. <laughs> it's like that's why people do comics. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, old school Star Trek um, animated series, not a great series. <laughs> <I don't laughs> the, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. It takes it literally picks up right where the original series left off, and most of the actors come back to do voice acting for it, 
he just keeps going. It's just like it's like the original series, but it's like the last four seasons of the original series as an but it's animated. You know, I mean that's a perfect like superhero archetype. I mean, you just swap everything out in Star Trek for you know. That's true. Give him, give him a sword, and he's and he's fighting a monster of the week, and you know he's saving some, some some babe from whatever, and I mean it's supposed to teach you some type of story or lesson or, or entertain you. I mean I guess, um, but I mean I guess Star Trek actually had lessons. I mean the first interracial on screen kiss was on Star. That is Star true. Trek series. Yeah, I never. Uh, I still never know where to start with Star Trek. Like which one to start with? I've heard either the first series or. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on what type of vibe you're in. I mean, I know you like creepier, weirder shit. So, like, the original Star Trek's more like Twilight Zone. So okay. Maybe, you know, I'll just power through that. <laughs> I th- I like. I feel like it would have all the corny factors that I like as well. I've seen that fight. Exactly. I've seen that fight with like. There's like a lizard person that Kirk fights, and it's the yep. most like janky. Like, <laughs> so you could almost see the zipper in his back. in defense of the Earth humans. I will, Asmodeus. I am not of Earth. Yes, you are different. I call Lucian as my first witness. You alone, of all those here, do not seem to fear or hate humans. Why? They are like me, with questions to be answered, with minds that range outward, boundless. But every Megan is always alone in his sphere of knowledge. Humans are always together. They share. That is why I adopted your ship when I saw it arrive. Thank you, Lucian. Uh, yeah, so, well, all this, yeah, all this big talk about uh, lowbrow pop culture, but... Now it's time for the big stuff. Uh, so, growing up, did belief or religion play any role in your life? Um, yeah, no, for sure. My my mother was um, pretty religious. My dad, not religious at all. Um, oh, that's always wild to me. The I had a step... My stepdad converted my mother, and then they were both, like, the Christian front, essentially. So, yeah, what was it like having... The like split belief parents. Um, I mean, I don't know, like a good like fifty fifty of like, yeah, mm. I don't know about this stuff, and <laughs> and yeah. you know you should believe in you know the in these spirits and these angels are watching over you, etc. Um, yeah. Yeah. What What did your mom uh, ascribe to? Uh, my my mom was oh, we're all Catholic, uh, but she wasn't really into like uh. Santeria stuff too as well. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't know it super super well, you know. But like, so you know, a little bit of like praying to each other, like a little saint closet. But like, um, had like very like witchy sort of like herbal things going on and like holistic mm-hmm. holistic things going on. So eucalyptus was involved, of course. Yeah, at least it smells good. <laughs> yeah, it does smell really nice. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, did that, what did that, uh, how did that affect you? Like, did you want to believe, or did you think it was all bullshit? Um, definitely spent a majority of my life on the, it's, 
probably mostly bullshit camp. Um, okay. That definitely changed later on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really wasn't wasn't there for it. They did put me in religion, religious classes, though. I did, like, do my confirmation and my communion and, had, like, went to, like, a religious class, like, once a week. And we were required to go to church, I think, like, at least once a month or, or, or I don't know, once a week. I had to, like, pick a mass and go. Uh, so I used to go, like, early Saturday mornings. Um, that was a really cool priest actually i mean he was he was just like fun like he made listening to religious study stuff like kind of fun and had like some extremely dark jokes that priests shouldn't be saying (laughs) oh yeah i i uh i recently worked at a t-shirt like printing place uh and one of the dudes that worked there was owned by a former jehovah's witness but one of the dudes that worked there one of the managers uh was jehovah's witness and like had the darkest like most morose sense of humor it's almost like dealing you know being any kind of religion you are kind of asked to think about death a lot so it does make sense that you would like try to make light of it but he was definitely the coolest jehovah's witness i've ever met like if they were all like him i'd be like it's great it's great religion but doesn't always always seem to be the case. Yeah, there's always it's the exception, not the rule. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you had any uh, like sort of supernatural experiences as you get older? You said your your thoughts on these things have changed. So what um, what made them change? Definitely, I guess like the closest to like anything remotely supernatural or like like these somewhat like prophetic dreams of like things that like are seemingly mundane but then when they happen like they sometimes are more important than i that i realize than what i'm what i'm dreaming i mean it'll be like something like i'm standing on a corner in lawrenceville across from what was formerly circle k standing on like yeah this is in lawrenceville pittsburgh uh standing um on this corner that i I don't realize and i'm totally talking to like a friend of mine i'm like why in the dream I'm like thinking in my head in the dream like why am I talking to this person why am I even standing here this is weird and it's weird that like I'm judging the dream in the dream when it's happening <laughs> but not yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. not um not a, what do they call it not lucid dreaming it's it's, it's weird like totally it's like, it's like almost there um and then I'll have a moment happen in real life and that like that one in particular happened like I, I was actually about to start moving in with a friend of mine and we've been talking a lot more and we hadn't talked for a while before, so that's why, like, in my dream, when the dream was happening, like, months or a year before, I, like, that didn't seem like anything. Um, I'm like, why would I be talking to that person? Like, why am I standing mm-hmm. Why am I standing on this corner? Why is it dark yeah, outside? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, like, this is random. This is such a dream and not real at all. And then it happens. <laughs> and, it's like, yeah. and it's like, wow, like, why? And then, like, you know, even then, like, even now, I mean, sorry, uh, thinking about then... I don't understand what the significance of that dream or the, or, or that moment or, or yeah. uh, other than like that person is still a big person in my life now. Um, and that was the beginning of, around, of that time. Uh, mm. But um, yeah, maybe on your deathbed, it'll, it'll hit you. Your final words will be like, I, <laughs> I understand I get now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's, you know, like anybody else, like if it's supposed to be so you can like change things, but it's like I don't understand how I can change anything about oh, about su- yeah, some... such a, such a mundane moment on to be on some Darny Darko shit. You know, uh-huh, yeah, like time travel, but it's all internal. 
<laughs> we are the time machine. Yeah, time, uh, time spying. Time spying, yeah. Ooh, time spies. Has there been a movie called Time Spies? <laughs> if, if it if it did, it came out in the nineties, eighties, or seventies. I guess anything before two thousands, Time Spies. Yeah, a little too on the nose now. Uh, well, okay. Well, now we'll just hit with the big questions because I think I'm just gonna always ask every guest this because it seems to get some good responses but question number one does god exist um i guess i don't know i I lean like towards like apathist of like hmm a god could exist does a god exist i don't know i gotta get to work in like 15 minutes i don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah like does it really affect what i gotta do right now i mean i I think I was gonna say I think Go a little ahead. bit. I think every, that there's enough people who have like looked for it that it's a possibility. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Ideas spread like wildfire, also. So, question like that too: Does God exist? Presupposes that we haven't. We're agreeing on what God is. Seems yeah. that like that's never been something we could agree on. Not me and you, but just people at large. My mom just asked me today if I'd considered with all this stuff going on. She's a uh, pretty devout Christian, but still a pretty cool lady. But she asked me if I've been considering uh, the uh, like rapture ramifications of everything going on, the end times, which devolved into me just finally telling her like that I don't believe any of that stuff anymore. Uh, How'd that go? <laughs> it went all right. It more I tried to explain to her. I was like, well, I think we, we do believe the same things. We just use different words to describe them, which I think put her to rest you know i'm like if there is a god i think he'll let me into heaven just by like he's not gonna keep me out on a technicality like that'd be really <laughs> dickish to be like well he was a lot a of a lot of people and he tried going. to be good but you know he didn't say my name he didn't say my son's name so sorry deb but <laughs> he's out <laughs> uh yeah, my poor mom though. She still was like, "Well, just please, just think about it." <laughs> you get, you get, you can, I think you can hang out in, pur- in purgatory. I mean, I, I read a little bit of Dante's Inferno, and I think he just like hangs out there for like a good while before he gets gets moving. He just uh, my 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 Pentecostal Protestant mother would would probably be more upset about the idea of like the Catholic purgatory than like her idea of hell. Like she's just <laughs> she doesn't understand Catholicism. Probably more than she doesn't understand, like, I mean, any kind of occult stuff. Poor mom. Uh, well, secondly, well, then, whether or not God exists, is there a purpose to life? And what is it? Um, I guess it's like, as I've said, I have spent most of my life not thinking God exists or not, like, caring. I guess the not caring has happened later, but mostly not thinking, then, like, I've had to find like my purpose for life in like sort of like a grounded, mm-hmm. earth-based sort of thing, and I don't know, from like a science point of view, you know, I feel like Mother Nature and like the survival of a species is somewhat of like a shotgun approach, and like as many people, <laughs> as many people trying to like make us not die as possible or move us forward will hopefully move us forward. Um, 
Yeah, like I'm ho- I'm always hoping it's like two step forward, one step back kind of situation. <laughs> We're doing it, but like We're taking a lot of steps back right now. Oh uh, god. Yeah. We're like on the we're on like the the air the airplane escalator like flat moving sidewalk thing going the <laughs> opposite way of our, tr- our yeah. the terminal we need to be at right now. <laughs> yeah, and we're it we're fly- we're running on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like going like super human speaking of superman yeah but fast but you, you, you gotta but you gotta run back you gotta run to the end right to get on the other yeah, other get, one. Oh yeah there you go. go yeah who knew that the airport uh moving walkway was the analogy for like civilization's uh you know pathway i got some pr- pretty recent re- recent pain from getting on those things and being like oh i'm going in the wrong direction mother <laughs> i can't get on. yeah you could jump it i guess but i'm always ready for someone to come up in one of those airport golf carts and like hassle me no there's no like, there, there's no time to jump people are people are behind you and they're really mad that mm. you got on the right wrong sidewalk there's no time to to throw your bag over the side and then jump like your bag's gonna be like 20 feet behind you if you <laughs> just as long as you're not just standing there because nothing's worse than someone just standing there like they're like on a factory line yeah I, I mean i guess if everybody's moving you should be moving if nobody's on there and you want to stand man just that's do, true do your thing that is absolutely true uh well so the purpose of life is to get to your flight <laughs> uh so then i mean we kind of covered this but we'll just one final question what happens when we die what's is there an afterlife and what's it look like so yeah so like not believing in a god before not <laughs> not caring not kind of caring at some point um i don't know like maybe like i, I believe you know like religion is a is a science of some sort you know or you know even like astrology is its own science or whatever like everybody's got a different way of decoding and navigating the yes. world in science is a lens that I prefer to look through. So I don't, yes. I don't think there's an afterlife. Um, but I mean, I believe in parallel, parallel realities, right? Like, or, or I believe mm-hmm. in like other stuff. Um, I have no idea at this point. <laughs> all I know, yeah. all I know is that I don't, I don't know. You know, the after you know, afterlife could literally just be. And what about reincarnation? You know, totally. Like I definitely leaned towards reincarnation when I was younger, but I mean, with like a very small grasp of what that even means through the the, the cultures that uh, believe in that. Um, but yeah, I don't well, know. I have no, I have no, no fucking idea. All I do know is that you get that DMT blast like as you're dying, so that's gonna be pretty, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I also hear you shit yourself, so there's that, that part's not great. Like, I don't want to. Like, I'm happy. You don't like shit, but do you like shitting, right? Uh, I mean, everybody Some, likes Sometimes, shitting. I mean, the context of shitting is really important, right? Like, you like shitting on your toilet. Like, you don't like shitting that, anywhere, yeah. <laughs> anywhere else. Well, hopefully I'll die on the toilet then. Yeah, yeah. And you get the best of both worlds. DMT trip and, like, really clean. Really sweet, sweet relief, yeah. And a bidet, hopefully, like, a, a timed bidet. So, like, they, when they find me, I'm well, I mean, spick and span. We're, we're hoping this is, like, you know, a little while from now. So it's smart bidets or something like that, you know? Like, it's... It's gonna pick up. Like, on are my, you I mean, alive, sir? <laughs> Please <laughs> remove yourself. <laughs> Go out like Elvis in 2025, uh, 20, 27, 35, 75? I mean, I don't know who who knows when you're gonna die, right? Yeah, and who knows if Elvis is even dead, right? <laughs> people, do people even still care? Like that conspiracy theory just got buried. I don't know. I, I'm bummer. sure. I'm sure that that requires a, a short Google at some point. I'm sure. I'm sure, somebody out there thinks it's still true. I should actually. Yeah, I need to look that up. People still think Tupac's out there, so. Yeah, where did they think he did? He go down to Cuba to like chill with his mom, or 
<laughs> he's on a spaceship somewhere. He's oh, like, that's way cooler. He's, he's, they're on Mars. Like, yeah, if you're going to go conspiratorial, like, please involve aliens. Yeah, it's kind I of mean, bullshit but, when when people don't. I mean, it's a good jump off for a sci-fi story. You know, like, it's right there. It's just like... <laughs> that is Tupac in space. T- Tupac, Tupac in space. It's like Jason in space or Hellraiser 4. You know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, Mikey, thank you for being on the show. All right, peace, boss. Uh, well, you got anything you want to uh, promote or recommend oh, yes. to, the, to the listeners, to the fakers out here? Thank you for asking. Um, I, I guess... It's a hard time to be trying to promote or promote anything, but um, so I don't know. Donate your money to some of these causes out there. Donate, like, look out for your friends and see how they're doing. Check in. Um, totally. You know, not there's every- GoFundMe's. I see a lot of yeah, just like one to one. You know, there's I've seen a lot of things where it's just like one person. I mean, I think Maggie posted something. One person's house burned down. <sighs> one person's. You know, like, and you can at least just—it's nice to give your money right to someone. Yeah, man. Be like, I mean, that, there's your money. Like, that's that's right. the idea. Like, that's—I don't understand how people don't understand that. Like, Black Lives, whatever laws or social change or anything that happens out of Black Lives Matters will affect people of any color. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We all have a we all have a stake in the game. Yeah, like it, we're it's, all being manipulated. We're all being like just fed this bullshit yeah i mean that- it, it's really poor lives matter you know what i mean like and, and I, I wish the other poor white people out there understood that <laughs> yeah know, like it, if we can yeah to help the most historically disenfranchised is to help the most recently disenfranchised you know it's either it it's cumulative people don't realize that they think that if somebody else is getting a piece of the pie, then they're taking from theirs. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, give give some of your pie away. You know, look 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 out for your friends. Look out for some of these um, bail funds and Black Lives yeah. Black Lives Matter sort. Of, uh, we'll try to. I'll if you want to pick something. Uh, you know, after the show, I can put it in the the a link in the bio, and I can also like we we'll promote something on this episode. Cool. I'll, I'll look up something. Uh, Sweet. Well, where do you got? Uh, well. Let's. We can sign off. I still don't have a sign off yet. Do you have any idea what a good sign off for a show called Fake Ritual would be? <laughs> I don't know. You just go fake yourselves. Oh man, yeah. It's. it's uh, <laughs> oh man, it's it's tough, right? How do you how do you come up with that with that catchphrase? I feel like that doesn't come into like you know. You watch all these. But the pod- ge- I think a guest will come up with it. Isn't that how that? I think podcasts tend to like. The non regulars are the ones. So get, at least give me your best. <laughs> Go fake yourself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that one is... I like being really aggressive towards my listeners. Uh, th- thanks for hanging out with us. Go fake yourself. And... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Hell yeah, Mikey said it. Uh, we'll isolate that. He said it. I didn't come up with it. We'll rearrange the audio so you came up with it. Oh, God. Here, let me add it. this. Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> See? It'll work now. I'm a genius. Yeah. All right. All right, fakers. Uh, this has been fun. And uh, just remember to not get on the wrong conveyor belt at the airport because then your life is meaningless. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. 
Fake Ritual was produced by me, Lucas Sloppy. This episode's music was composed by Johnny Arlett. Be sure to check the link in the bio for Mikey's choice of donation, the Black Mamas Matter Alliance. Give what you can and spread the word. It's also worth reiterating his point. Reach out to your friends. Give them a call. Drop off a gift. Send them a dank meme. Just let them know you care and you're there. Times are fucking tough, and we need to do our best to be our best. For ourselves and for others. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. Please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to be on the show, want to collaborate on a project, or just want to share some fun facts, you can email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com. Also, check out the website, www.fakeritual.wordpress.com, for all things fake. Thanks again for listening. Now go fake yourselves. <laughs>